اقل مکشه از میره خلاته دیگی مامیتیم شده غنو خلاته دیگی مامیتیم شخنه افر که داشت مشه با عقیت ما او ویفخال اقا بنو اکا داشت دیگی سودورم نقنو و میکا خوخ مقا بنو نقنو فگی نه نخ نخ من نخ من و اومن زی خوتم تگینا نو کاری سرمن سبزات هشم ستار توغا یود الف توغا الوین چیز ویری دیپ توغا it's going to speak about a lot of practical items a lot of practical ideas and بزات هشم it's hop right into it غبنو برنگ دان Ani Adonai Hushmi, I am Hashem. Hushmi, this is my name. And my honor, I will not give to another one. Acher, as obviously we're going to see what Acher represents. Rabbanu is going to explain. Uthilati lapsilim, nor do I give my praise to the psilim, to the idols. This is Hashem's honor that we, that Hashem doesn't give his honor to others and his praise to the idols. This is Hashem, this is his name. Okay. Because Rabbeinu explains There is A supernal union And there is a lower union An upper union and a lower union It's This is Shema Yisrael Which is the upper union And the lower union is Baruch Every Jew Must do this idea through him he must accomplish this idea of upper union and lower union. This is the idea of Shema, that we have to unify his name. But we're going to see here the depth of this, how Rabbeinu is going to unify, how Rabbeinu is going to bring this into practicality, how a person does this. Which is Shema Yisrael, this is the depth of Shema Yisrael, you unify Hashem's name up here and down below um, through just those two psukim, Shema Yisrael and Hashem. This is why a person has to have so much Kavana. But we get into it. Rabbeinu says that whenever a person unifies um, he does both of these unifications what a person does is he's able to come to the understanding the Torah to its depth he's able to understand the Torah in its depth because one who's on a low level it's certain that it's that he's still far from the depth of the Torah but Rabbeinu now only now explains that only through the intermediary of speech, one is able to come to the depth of Torah, to understand the Torah in its depth. That is whenever a person speaks to the Torah with words, because it, the Torah is life to those who find them. The Torah is life for those who find them. The one who, to those who omit those words, to speak them with their, with their mouth. Meaning the, the words of Torah that one speaks with their mouth, he will find Chaim there. So one who wants to understand the Torah to its depth can only, to its depth, can only understand the Torah to its depth um, according to his ability to, to use his speech. And what does Rabbeinu say? That the one who, who, who says the word of Torah, that, that speech of that Torah that he's speaking, is able to illuminate him in all the places that he needs to do tshuva. Open up your mouth and your words will illuminate you. This is the idea that your words have the power to illuminate... Um, the place that you need to do tshuva. And every single time, 
through every single repentance, every single returning that a person does, every single time a person does tshuva, every single time a person does this, he goes from one level to the next. Until one leaves his low level and he comes to this place of understanding the Torah to its depth. So until, when a person constantly does this, through his speech, whenever he speaks the words of Torah, and he le- and we're going to see what this really means, I'm going to go into the depth. That when a person does this, his words are able to illuminate a pathway of tshuva for him wherever he needs to do tshuva. He'll do tshuva and then he'll go to do it again and he'll do tshuva in another place until he does tshuva many times after many times and he comes to understand the Torah to its depth. This is what Yochani and Mamre came and said to Moshe in the Gemara and Menachot says, You bring straw to a city to Afaraim, this is a city where it was full of straw. So they're bringing a parable. How can you bring this inan of straw, which we're going to see, what we're going to explain what it really means. Who are you to bring straw to a city? Or they're, they're saying this idea of, it doesn't make sense to bring straw to a city which is full of straw. Meaning don't bring something <laughs> to a place which is known for that thing. It doesn't make any sense. You're not going to gain it. It, it didn't gain any value there. But what did Moshe Rabbein respond to Yochani and Mamre? Amre enashe, most people say, Lemata yaka, yaka shekul. Take vegetables to um, to sell. Take vegetables to sell to the vegetable market. Meaning, where do you go to sell your vegetables? To the vegetable market. So even though you're bringing that which is known already, you bring that which is known because it's known for that thing. So you're bringing that that item. We're going to see the the reference to this. What Rabbi is going to explain all this idea. So Moshe responds to them with, with a logical argument. You bring vegetables to sell to, at a vegetable market. You don't bring it anywhere else. When it says straw, this is a reference to tvuna, understanding. And it says tvuna will preserve you. Understanding will preserve you. Just like straw preserves, the tvuna, understanding also preserves. It's the same idea. That they understood they understood that Moshe wanted to bring the depth of the Torah to Am Yisrael, the understanding of the Torah to Am Yisrael. And this is why they ask, at the time that Am Yisrael isn't doing the will of their Creator, they're compared to dust. And how are you able to bring them to such a high level, to the depth of the Torah? So their question is legit. And look at look at the beauty of how the Gemara and Menachot, look at Rabbeinu, Ties this together. The Gemara Menachot is hiding this this question that Yochanan Mamre are really asking. What are they asking? How can you bring straw, which is the tvunot of the Torah, to Afaraim, which is I play on the words Afar, which is dust. When Am Yisrael aren't serving Hashem, they are considered like dust. So how can you bring the tvunot of the Torah to a nation that isn't serving Hashem properly? This is the aspect of Teven. When it says Teven, this is the language of the understanding the Torah. You are bringing into Afaraim, this city. This represents Afaraim, which is what? Afar, dust. This is a low level. A person who's on a low level. But Moshe responded, people, most people say, meaning, Amirot, not Amre, most people say, but Amirot through words. To the speech of a Jew. The speech in itself illuminates a person to do tshuva in the place which he needs to. Look how awesome that is. The Rabban is now expressing the power of a person's speech. When a person speaks, he's able to bring illumination and 
guide a per, he's able to guide himself to the place where he needs to do tshuva. Vezehu, and this is what it says, lematayaka, to the vegetable market. This is the place where a person needs to do tshuva. What is vegetables? It's a, it's a reference to tshuva. As the Midrash says, he, Abraham called out his trained servant. His, his trained servant. What is Vayarek? It's a play on the words Yaka, which is vegetables. But Vayarek, he called out. This idea of Orikan Befarashat Shoftin. He enlightened them with the parasha of Shoftin. By reading them the parasha of Shoftin. Meaning, what did he do? Rabbi was explaining, he, Abraham encouraged his servants to do tshuva. Ki parashat shoftim, tshuva, because the parashat shoftim is speaking about tshuva. So look how awesome this is. The Rabbeinu is explaining this inyan of Vayarek, this inyan of, of the vegetable market, is this idea of tshuva. Mia ish hayare verach halevav. As it says, who is this, Mia ish hayare, who is this man afraid of? Ve'arach halevav. No, Mia ish hayare verach halevav. Who is this, Faint-hearted and afraid man, who is afraid of the sins within his hand, the Gemara and Sota says. This is what it says. Most people say to the vegetable market, people bring vegetables to the vegetable market. What do we say? Amri is amirot. Through the speech and the sayings, the words of the, the Jew, what is this idea of the matayaka? To the places that one needs to do tshuva. The speech will illuminate him. That now he'll be able to do tshuva where he needs to. This is what it says. Yarka shekul. This is what it says. Yarka shekul. Um, you take vegetables to sell. To the vegetable market, you take vegetables. What is shekul hamishkal? It's a measured, a fitting tshuva. Whenever a person speaks the, the words of Torah, whenever a person is able to illuminate him with his speech, he's able to do a commensurate tshuva um, with his sins, literally. Meaning, according to the sins that, you, that you've done, you're able to do tshuva measure for measure according to Exactly how many sins you'll do the perfect tshuva for however much you need to do. This is tshuva ta mishkal yarka shekul. Shekul comes from the word mishkal, which means measured, fitted. It's perfectly equal. Ach, so now Rabbanu is going to go to the um, section two. Ach le debur she'irlo, but to merit speech that illuminates a person, it's impossible to merit ki ima de kavod except through means of kavod, honor. That you should see, what does that mean that you should, that you, except through honor, that you have to see that Hashem's honor is complete. That your honor is nothing. It's literally zero compared to Hashem's honor. Opposite Hashem's honor. Meaning, what do you do? How do you merit to have speech properly? Through humility and lowliness. Because the essence of speech, Rabbanu is going to explain, comes from kavod, honor. Who is this king of honor? What is melech? It's malchut peh. Melech, malchut, kingship, represents mouth. We see that melech is, is mouth. So the melech, which is mouth, is kavod, is honor. So we see that the peh is kavod. That, that the speech, that which comes from a person's mouth, um, um, what do you call it? Comes from kavod. Because when the Torah comes to a mouth, or to um, to, to to words that are blemished, or to a blemished mouth, 
לא די שאין דיבורי התורה מאירים לו. It's not only that the, that the words of Torah don't illuminate this person, כי אם גם התורה עצמה נתגשם, נתחשך שם מפיו. Not only that the Torah turns physical and corporeal, and it turns dark within that person's mouth, when his mouth is not proper. כמו שכתוב בזה, it says, לא ימוש ספר התורה הזה מפיך. That this Torah, this, this book of Torah should not leave your mouth. בחינת ויאמש חושך. What did לא ימוש should not leave? ויאמש חושך. They felt the darkness. אנו שנתגשמו ויתחשכו מפיך. That means you should make sure that it didn't turn dark and corporeal in your mouth. They should feel the darkness within your mouth. Because through the fact that a person isn't paying attention that the honor of Hashem is complete, meaning when a person is taking honor for himself through pride, through this one person's one person is not able, a person is not able to open up his mouth. As it says in Tehidim, their mouth closed up. They spoke with arrogance. Meaning because of the fact that they spoke with arrogance, their mouth was closed that they couldn't open up their mouth. This is the same story of Levi, the son of Sisa. That they brought him up to the Bima. He grew haughty. And he couldn't speak. And the Gemara Yerushalmi Yevamot. Because now Rabbanu is going to explain why a person can't, person can't open up his mouth whenever he gets arrogant. Because Geut, arrogance, is the aspect of idol worship. We talked about this a few times. And about idol worship it says, Their idols, their godly idols, burn them in a fire. Um, and anything about to be destroyed by fire is already considered destroyed. And it's utterly reduced in size. About the shofar of the idol worshippers. And this is since his size has been utterly reduced. His vessel for speech has, um, he doesn't have the vessel of speech to speak with them. So what this is saying is like this. The inyan of, of the psile elohehem, which is the idea of idol worship, which we talked about, which is gava. This person, because of his gava, he attaches himself to the psile elohehem. And what did it say about the, in the dvarim? It says about psile elohehem, which is their, idol, their idols, the idols of the other god, God forbid. What did it say? Burn them in the fire. So what's this idea of fire? Anything that's about to be burned by fire is already considered destroyed and it's utterly reduced in size. So this person who associates himself with Psile Elohim, which is burned through fire, because of that, he's utterly reduced in size because he didn't guard the honor of Hashem. He himself is utterly reduced in size and he doesn't have the vessel of speech to speak anymore. His vessel of speech isn't able, it isn't there yet. Uh, but whenever he guards and he's careful to guard the honor of Hashem, that it's um, complete, that he is lowly and repulsive in his own eyes. I mean, he doesn't, he, uh, what do you call it? He doesn't hold himself to be so high. Then he's able to speak words that have the power to illuminate. It says, The land shall illuminate with, its on, with his honor. From his honor, from God's honor, those words of his will then illuminate him to do tshuva. And then a person will come to be able to understand the depths of the Torah that we mentioned above. 
It doesn't become kavod. It means kvad. And what is kvad? It's kvad pe. As it says that he was, he had a heavy stutter. He was heavy lipped. But through the vav, then what happens? Kavod. You have kavod. You have honor. Veloidom. You will not. You will not remain silent. Because any time you have the letter, it says the letter vav. Who mosif? It's coming to add. And what is mosif? What does it mean when it says ar in the Gemara? In Pesachim it says any time you have the letter vav, it's coming to ar. What's ar? It's coming to ar kedusha. And what is kedusha? The ultimate essence of kedusha is guarding the covenant. It says in the in the in the midrash, I believe. Anytime you find a fence for immoral relations, you find holiness over there. Because one is dependent upon the other. Rabban was explaining, arrogance and sexual immorality are one idea. They're dependent upon one another. As the Chachamim say on the Pasuk in Mishleh, The adulteress traps the, the precious, the haughty soul. Because what it says in the Gemara Mishle, in the Gemara Sota, it says that the adulteress traps the one who's haughty. Meaning, the inyan of ni'uf, adultery, immoral relations, is close to the one who is arrogant. This is why the, the, the covenant is, um, is called in the name Shakai. We call the, the Brit Kodesh uh, Shin, Dalet, and Yud. It says, Ani El Shaddai, Pereove. I am God Almighty, Pereove. I am Hashem Shakai. Go be fruitful and multiply. This inyan of Shakai is the idea of using the Brit to multiply and to have children. What is Shakai? Shakai represents the idea that there's enough of my godliness for every single one of the creation, uh, of every single creation. That there's enough of me to go around, Hashem says. But whenever one doesn't keep the Brit, which is what? Through arrogance, who will say he makes himself basically an idol. That he's showing what? That there's not enough godliness. That there what? He needs idols. This is why he blemishes in the name Shaddai, which is the idea of the Brit, because we said, Go be fruitful and multiply, you're fruitful and multiply with the Brit Kodesh. So the name of the Brit is Shakai. But when a person blemishes, what is the idea of Shakai also? Shakai is Sheyesh Dai Be'elokuti, that there's enough of my godliness. But when a person blemishes the Brit, he blemishes the idea of being fruitful and multiplying. And what is the blemish idea? Sheyesh Dai Be'elokuti, he blemishes the idea of believing that there's enough godliness to go around. He thinks that he needs to go serve idols. He believes that Hashem is not enough. Sheyesh Dai Be'elokuti, but when one keeps the Brit, but when one keeps the covenant, he merits the light of repentance. Um, that is illuminated, as we mentioned above. So you see how awesome this is, Rabbeinu adds. So when a person doesn't have add the vav, which is this tosfot of kedusha, this adding of kedusha, which is the shmirat abrit, then a person is left kvadpe, heavy-lipped, which is a person who we mentioned earlier, um, who doesn't have the vessel for speech. Why? Because he made himself as if he's an idol. He was arrogant. He was haughty. 
The or hazeh will be not tal orot. What is this light which leads him to do tshuva? This light represents the tal orot, the thirty-nine lights, as it's brought down. I believe in uh, Yeshaya it speaks about this as well. But anyways, we continue. The Talorot. Haklulim bevav shel kavod, which is encompassed within the letter vav of kavod. Bifrinat hen kol el yifal el. Pa'amayim shalosh imgaver. God does all these things twice or three times with a man. What does it mean? Pa'amayim shalosh. Twice or three times. Hen bifrinat Talorot shel milui shalosh otiot rishonot. This is the 39 lights of the expansion of the three, the first three letters of, of, of this name. We're going to see what this means. Perush, an explanation. Because the three letters, the first three letters of the name Yudke Vavke, with the expansion of the name Alfin, with the expansion of, of Alfin, we're going to see what this means. Whenever you expand the name Yud Kei Vav Kei with, with Aleph in between. So you have Yud Vav Daled. And then you have Hey Aleph. And then you have Vav Aleph Vav. And then you have Hey Aleph. That expansion. All with the, with the Alephs in between. If you take the first three letters. And you expand all those. Yod Vav Daled. You get uh, 20. Hey Aleph. You get 6. You get 26. Vav Aleph Vav. You get 26. 32. That's... Um, so you have 26 plus Vav Alev Vav, which is another 6 of the Vav. You have 32, an Alev 33, and then you have another Vav, which is 6, which is 39. So you take those first three, which is Shalosh, Pa'amayim Shalosh. You see the first three letters of this expansion of Yud Kei Vav Kei, filled with the letter Aleph. Take that, and you have 30, the Gematria of 39 that we just did. This represents... Uh, the 39 lights. This is represented within the Vav of the name of Hashem. Look in the Hakdamat of the, the, the introduction of Tikkun Ezor and Daf Yud Bet Amul Aleph. And there's there's many different places which, not many, there's there's places which speak about this. Also look in the Zohar Ki Um Also look over there. So this is all very deep stuff. We're not going to get into it. But we see here this idea of Pa'amayim Shalosh representing the first three letters of the Milu of Yud Ke Vav Ke. The first three uh, letters expand them. Yod, Vav, Dalet, He, Aleph. And then you have Vav, Aleph, Vav. You get what? You get Gematria 39, which are these Tal Orot, these 39 lights. So a person merits the 39 lights of Tshuva. When a person merits his speech and he becomes humble and all this stuff that we talked about earlier. Im Gaver, with man, what does it mean when it says he does this three, twice or three times with man. What is Gaver? It's encompassed within the Brit. For as a man, so is his strength. Because what's the idea of Gevurato? Gaver, which is the idea of a man. Gaver comes from the word Gevura, strength. The idea of strength is the Brit. And through the, name, through the word Gevura comes the, the name of the Brit. Boaz, and it says, why did the name Boaz? We know Boaz. Um, the idea, uh, the name Boaz. Where did it come from? It says in Tikkun as well. Boaz, he has strength within him. Botukva, Bo, Boaz, Botukva. He has as he has strength within him. So he has like this, this force and this strength within within him. This is why he's called Boaz. And why? Because he was able to keep the Brit. You know, Rabbeinu spoke about this in Yan and Tzichotaran. He speaks about this idea of Boaz, that he even had a harder test than Yosef. And we know this according to Gemara, that Boaz's test was harder, but he kept the Brit at an even higher level than Yosef. And with, this is why he's called Boaz, because within him he has 
עוז, strength, תוקווה, strength, זה idea of what? which is the breed. אבל כשאינו שומר הברית, when one doesn't keep the breed, the covenant, הוא מקלקל הטל אורות וממשיך על עצמו או לפרנסה. When one blemishes the covenant, he damages these 39 lights, which are these first three letters of the Yud K Vav K expansion that we talked about, and he draws upon himself the עול הפרנסה, the עול, the trouble of having to earn a, a livelihood, the yoke of פרנסה, הנו טל מלאכות. Because on the opposite side of Talorot 39 lights, you have Tal Menachot 39 works. One who throws breadcrumbs away, what happens? Poverty chases after this person. This is why it's so important to, to hold on to your bread. But the Zohar says, all the more so one who throws away the crumbs of his mind, which is what? One seed. When one blemishes a person's, when a person blemishes his wheat, his covenant, he throws away his seed. What happens? Then poverty chases him. This is the idea of when one blemishes the Tal Orot, the 39 lights, which one merits through Shmirat Abrit. When one blemishes the Brit, one does Tal Menachot. He draws upon himself the 39 works. The 39 Menachot, we know. Um, which is what? How a person earns his Panasa. So with this, a person's Panasa is hard. Uh, hard to earn when he blemishes the Brit. This is what it says. Boaz, strength within him. Bo Within Boaz, you have two aspects. Hanu lamet setorot, you have lamet setorot, you have the 39 lights. Misha shomer abrit, which is the one who keeps the brit, velamet melacho. A melachot, and the 39 works. Misha pogembo, which is one who blemishes the brit. Ki az im hakolel shetepe animtal. Because if you take the words az, Boaz, within him you have az, strength. What's az? It's the gematri of ayin zayin. You have 77, which is hakolel shetepe animtal, which is 39 times 2 plus the two letters of the word Tal. So if you take Tal, it's 39 times 2, which is um, 78. <clears throat> um, and whenever you have 78, you, if you have, my bad, if you have, so you have 78 of Tal times 2, and then you have the word Az, in its, you have Az, which is 77, um, plus the word Az itself, which is 78. So you have Az plus 1, and then you have Tal on the other side, they both, uh, Tal times 2, which you get, um, both you get 78. So now Rabban is going to continue. So we see here this idea of Boaz, you have strength within him, you have Az, we represent two aspects, Lametet Melachot, or Lametet Orot, Tal Orot. So these two ideas. So Lametet, 39 times 2 is 78, um, which is this Inyan of Az. And this is what it says, Mishkan, Mishkan. Mishkan, Mishkan, Shene Pamim. It said Mishkan twice. Shene Pamim Lametet, Ki Lametet Ramachot Gamrin or Mishkan. It's two times Lametet. Why? Two times 39. Why? Because 39, Melachot, the 39 works, Gamrin and Mishkan. The 39 Melachot were deduced from the construction of the Mishkan because there were 39 works which were used to build the Mishkan and were the, were the, was the works of the Mishkan. These 39 works which were involved with the Mishkan then became the 39 works which were Asur on Shabbat and obviously these Lametet Melachot. Um, but they were all deduced from the 39 works of the Mishkan. So we see that the Mishkan, Mishkan, why? Because the Mishkan is 39 works and another Mishkan for another 39 works. So we see 39 times 2 is Ein Chet, which is Az plus 
ומי ששומר את בריתו אף על פי שהוא עושה הלאמת למלאכות, הם מבחינת מלאכים ותשכנות. בקיצור, רבנו says now, one who keeps the breed and the covenant, even though he does the 39 works, even though he goes to work and he draws upon himself the עולה פרנסה, הם מבחינת מלאכים ותשכנות, the work then translates to him is not um, this עולה פרנסה anymore, it doesn't become a, a a burden of panasa. What happens? It becomes melechet ha-mishkan, building the, the, the mishkan, the tabernacle. Hanu mishkan bivinyane. This is the mishkan when it's built up. Bechinat lametet orot. This is the 39 lights. Meaning you can still merit the 39 lights by building the mishkan. When you go to the work, it's as if you built up the mishkan. Ach mishe pogem babrit. Look how awesome this is, the, the tikkun of going to work. This, this Yinyan Rabban was explaining. But the idea of one who blemishes the brit, ha-melachot shelo ha-mechinat mishkan bechubane. His works as if it's as if the Mishkan is being destroyed. It's as if he himself is destroying the Mishkan. God forbid. This is the 39 lashes. This is the idea of what it says in Dvarim. 40 you shall strike him and not anymore. Meaning, why did it say not anymore? Yosif, we said, what's the Mosif? It's Mosif Kedusha. One who adds upon himself Kedusha, which is the Brit. But he doesn't have any additions to him. He doesn't have any Shmirat Abrit. This represents blemishing the covenant. Which is the aspect of excess. This idea that he has excess. He falls into his Tavot. And um, he does things excessively which aren't allowed. So we see here the, the awesomeness of what a person is able to do with these Talorot, even when he goes to work. To draw upon himself these tarot and to literally build a mishkan. Whereas, if God forbid, one blemishes the brit while he goes to work, one isn't strong with the brit, one, God forbid, is able to be involved within the destruction of the mishkan. Hashem yachem. So, betrat Hashem, we'll, we're going to split this Torah into three parts. God willing, we're going to do the second part tomorrow. Um, we're going to do the second part, and uh, starting from Ote, we'll stop here. Bezrat Hashem.